Hey everybody, this is Kurt Schlichter here with another edition of the Unredacted Podcast, the Town Hall VIP Podcast that takes the FCC compliance rules and tells them to shove it up their Adam Schiff box. Okay, wow. Glad nothing's happening. Glad things are boring. Glad things are calm. Not... We got a lot to talk about, and we're going to talk about it all. First, let me share my pain, my agony, my, my, my suffering, because I have to admit that Jesse Kelly, you know him, you love him, well, at least you tolerate him, uh, very, very, very popular, very popular young man on Twitter. He's also on The One TV, and he has radio shows, and he's a giant Marine. He's like 15 feet tall, and uh, he is a Marine, and that's why it's painful for me to admit but he had a stroke of genius. And his stroke of genius was hashtag cancel Yale. Because it seems like Elihu Yale, the, the, the man who lent his name to that august uh, academic institution, was, in fact, associated with the slave trade. Time to cancel Yale. Yes, cancel Yale. I mean, we're toppling uh, uh, statues of the most minor Confederate figures, you know, Otis Cletus Beauregard of the 14th Alabama Cavalry and, you know, tear down his statue. Okay, I mean, all right, let's let's approach it on their terms. And yet, Yale remains a giant testament to slavery. It is built on a pile of skulls. And yet, the best and the brightest of America's elite are betters are uh, intellectual superiors, if you will, and uh, I know you will, bear diplomas with that scurrilous name on it, each of them an emblem of racism. If you attend Yale, if you've attended Yale, if you support one who, who aspires to, or has, or will, or is attending Yale, you are complicit. Did you hear me? You are complicit. Now, it was... Uh, it was Jesse Kelly, ugh, kills me to say so, who brilliantly pointed out this hypocrisy and brilliantly advocated for the destruction of the entire Ivy League. Because apparently whoever Harvard was, he was a slave guy too. And I assume uh, uh, all the other ones were. Maybe University of Pennsylvania wasn't. But it was silent, and silence is violence. Why aren't we learning? Why aren't we learning from our mistakes? The Ivy League must die. I know Stanford is, by the way. Uh, Leland Stanford Jr. Remember, the big joke in the Bay Area, Stanford's a junior college. Well, in fact, it's senior in the ranks of genocidal oppressors because Leland Stanford was a guy who was very, very, very closely associated with the exploitation of Chinese laborers in the 19th century and outmarch a bunch of tech geeks and weirdos with a diploma celebrating racism. Understand this, the Ivy League, the best and the brightest, and and of course places like Stanford are part and parcel of a racist system of oppression and genocide that began with Christopher Columbus and goes right up until today to you monsters who failed to put a big black square on your Instagram last week. No one's worse than you. Hitler's like, you disgust me. Stalin's like, oh wait, you guys like Stalin, so that, that wouldn't be... Mao, no, 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 you're, you're, you're positively taking lessons from Mao. Uh, but, but in any case, you get the idea. Now, here's the thing. 
And people are going to go, well, you're not serious. I'm dead freaking serious. Because I, I enjoy the hypocrisy. I enjoy illustrating that this is all complete bullshit. Because, you know, it's easy to pose with your copy of right, White Fragility in the Starbucks. Cover side out so everyone can know you're reading it. And uh, putting on Instagram, Black Lives Matter, when, you know, you're one of those whiny, uh, woke white women who would definitely call a police officer if she saw a black person in her neighborhood. And your hypocrisy, it's easy, it's easy hypocrisy. Here's what I want, here's what you must do to demonstrate your true wokeness. You must destroy that which makes you who you are. Because remember, so much of these people's identities is wrapped up where they went to college between 18 and 22, and maybe between 22 and 23 when they went to law school. Because Hillary Clinton famously went to uh, Yale. Uh, she is a cog in the giant racist threshing machine of death in that way, and, and in probably in several others. This costs. I mean, if, if they change the name of Yale, if Yale even changes its name. Now, now Jesse Kelly has an important uh, uh, viewpoint. He, he says Yale should be uh, raised the money uh, redistributed among uh, the minority community, uh, which I think is only fair since it was built on the backs of slavery. Uh, but uh, uh, let's just assume they just get rid of the name and the name becomes something else. OK, you know, I don't know what it would be. Woke state. By the way, we should start referring to these places as slavery state. Woke you or something like that. Whatever it becomes. Suddenly all those guys who in their uh, corner offices have their Yale degrees framed. Suddenly that source, that, uh, that source of cultural currency, that, that credential goes from being a uh, badge of honor to a scarlet letter. And of course a letter is S for slavery because that's what it was built on. They are all benefiting from the legacy of slavery. And now it's time for them to give it up, but there's a cost to that. And and it's it's an actual tangible cost. Not like taking the time to put your, you know, black square on your Instagram or put out in uh, uh, front of your uh, uh, home a sign that says, hey, it has no home here, which is not true. Ask what they think of Trump. Well, we hate him. Oh, is, is the hatred for Trump home? Yeah, he's right inside. Yeah, he can come out and play. It costs something, which means they're not going to do it. Because remember, as everything with liberals, and I have been telling you forever, uh, everything is a lie and a scam. Everything is a lie and a scam. The only thing you should respond when somebody starts talking about systematic racism, when are you going to demand the cancellation of Yale and Harvard and all the rest of the places built on the backs of those in bondage? When are you going to do it? Now, I went to UC San Diego, so it's not my problem. Or, or is it? Or is it because San Diego, St. James, that, that came from uh, the uh, Spanish you know, conquistadors the, uh, uh, the, the, and the Spanish priests, Junipero Serra and stuff. So I guess kind of in a way, because they oppressed Indians, I guess kind of in a way, even UC San Diego is built on its legacy of oppression. I, I, I will gladly give up my degree because, frankly, UC San Diego kissed my ass. You should see this shit I said back to them, right? 
you know, they, they ask me for money and I'm like, mm, I have a better idea. I'm not going to give you money, but you can kiss my ass. And um, it's, it's just not very nice. I, I save a lot of money not giving it to the woke school I came from. But uh, no, I, I want to see our liberal elite give up the credentials that give them cachet on the basis that those credentials are a derivative, a fruit of the poisonous tree, if you will, of slavery, racism, and oppression. I'm simply going by their own logic. Now, Kurt, Kurt, this is, uh, this is outside, but this is devil's advocate, Kurt, talking to regular Kurt. Kurt, now you understand that none of this matters. You understand that leftism is not about reason. You, you can't prove anything. There's no evidence. You, you can't take facts and, 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 and use them to come to a conclusion. Leftists will always do what increases their power. And, I, and, and yes, devil's advocate, Kurt, that's true. That is absolutely correct. You can never, ever reason with them because it's not about reason. They are not our target. Okay, you're not going to convince. There, there is zero chance you are going to show them, wow, this really is foolishness. This is just ridiculous. I'll stop. That's not going to happen. We're not trying to convince them. When we point out, say, that uh, in the... Uh, uh, scumbagistan in uh, Seattle, the seceded community, where they're killing each other uh, and uh, there's violence and uh, they have to beg for cops and ambulances from outside and the cops won't come and they complain about that. You know, defund the cops. Also, where are the cops? For the left, it's not, it's not an argument for the left because the left doesn't have arguments. The left has positions and positions must be supported. What's it do? It works to make those of us who are not committed leftists, but who are not woke, think. Our argument is not aimed at the dumb people on the left. It's aimed at the people in the middle who don't pay a lot of attention to politics. But when they hear something like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you guys are protesting slavery and you pulled down a statue of Ulysses Grant, who I understand is the general that beat the Confederacy. Is that... I got that correct. Now, a leftist will go, well, there are reasons. He, he participated in a cisgendered patriarchy of, of phallocentric uh, sexism against, you know, Confederates of, you know, who identify. Shut up. Normal people go, oh, that seems really stupid. Maybe it's not all about George Floyd. Who's George Floyd, you ask? And you should ask. If you remember... A century ago, George Floyd was the young man, uh, or not young man, but the, the, the man who uh, was killed when the policeman kneeled on his neck in Minneapolis that sparked all this. Now, if it wasn't George Floyd, it would have been somebody else, but that's, that's not the point. The point is you haven't heard about George Floyd lately because this isn't about George Floyd now. And in fact, I, I could argue it never was. I think it's very clear that they organized left was waiting for an incident and it happened to be this horrible thing that happened with George Floyd. They don't care about George Floyd. They never cared about George Floyd. And now that George Floyd is not useful to them, they're not caring about it anymore. What we have is phase two where, okay, we're going to tear down the system in an information operation designed to 
win, uh, lose the well help, convince you to help Trump lose the election in November, and then beyond that, allow us to take power. Okay, the uh, the, the the mid-level objective is the uh, uh, election in November. The long-term objections for them to take power over society, and that's why you look at the TV, and what you see are small groups tearing down statues and things. Let's think about it. I did a uh, periscope on this. I did a uh, uh, an article in Town Hall last Thursday, and I've, I've written Twitter threads on it, but I think it's worth talking about a little more because we're kind of seeing Trump's response to it. I want you to right now look out your window. Look out your window. Look around. You're in your car. Look around. Unless you are in San Francisco near Golden Gate Park where they were tearing down statues or in Washington where they were pulling down a statue at a square or you're in uh, Seattle scumbagistan what you see is calm what you see is peace what you see is quiet because America is not in chaos but the media is showing you America is in chaos why are they doing that because they want you to think it's in chaos where in fact it isn't a small, small, small subfraction of Americans, there are 330 million Americans, and maybe a thousand were participating in these shenanigans. A thousand out of 330 million. And what, what it's meant to do is demonstrate to you that Donald Trump is powerless. Now, he's not. And in fact, any one of these events is pretty much the same as the aftermath of a, 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 a basketball championship. You know, that level of riot. Perfectly ca- local cops are perfectly capable of taking it over and dealing with it. Uh, this wasn't a massive thing. It was, you know, the, the, the current rioting, not the, not the previous rioting, but the current stuff, the statue pulling down stuff, is a local police matter. But the Democrats in charge in these big cities, in these venues, are ordering the police to stand down. They're ordering the police not to participate. And the police are like, okay, you want to burn your shit down? Go ahead. And now we're, we're starting to see it. It's slipping through the cracks of the media. But we're starting to see the violence that's coming out, people getting shot, people getting killed, record, number, record amounts of violence and cops standing back. Because the cops have an important lesson. Cops know they will not have their backs. So why why are they, you know, you want to pull down a statue? Go ahead. I'm not going over and kicking your ass. I'd like to kick your ass. i got a stick here. I'd love to do it. But I'm not going to because uh, that'll, enforcing uh, the law, I know I will not be support. I will be villainized. I will not be supported by my leadership. And I will risk my job, my financial future, and my potentially my freedom. If I go enforce the law. So why don't you guys just enjoy the uh, uh, boiling cauldron of shit that you have created for yourself. Uh, enjoy your bath. You know, the shit jacuzzi that is the liberal cities. You guys freaking enjoy it because I ain't doing anything, say the cops. So the cops don't want to do anything. And they've been ordered not to do anything. So you're not going to get the cops breaking. You know, the cops aren't going to go, fuck the rules. Let's get them. No, they're going to go, okay. Okay. And then you get us conservatives. And I know some of you are listening going, Trump's not doing anything. Trump shouldn't do anything. It's not his thing to do. Plus, what he would do, what you really want him to do, it seems, is like send in the 82nd Airborne to kick ass. Oh, come on. Like we want Kent State too. They're begging for that. They would love that. That is exactly what they would want to happen. Trump takes on someone else's responsibility and dicks it up. Same thing with COVID. 
Trump should have done more. Oh, you want Trump owning the nursing home murders? You want Trump owning that? Come on. Trump is absolutely right to demand that the Democratic governors do and uh, mayors do their own stuff. And people see it. People get it. I don't see, you know, I, I see conservatives angry at Trump. Some who don't get the fact that he's sitting back specifically to let them <laughs> marinate in their own shit sauce. But that's not the same as doing nothing. He's doing two other things. First of all, he's competing in the information room. You saw it in Tulsa. We'll talk about Tulsa more for in a second. You saw it in Tulsa. He gets up there, he goes on for two hours, and he just lambastes. And millions of people watched. Millions of people watched online. Um, he couldn't even fill the stadium. Well, for, for various reasons, the stadium was not as packed as... Uh, uh, you know, as portrayed. Never raise expectations. That's a lesson. Uh, should have seen it coming. Won't happen again. But uh, Trump was on fire. And people were watching him. And people see it, Trump's back. He feeds on this stuff. We feed on this stuff. And of course, as soon as he got off, the, liberal, the liberals were on to portray uh, the liberal media in concert with the Democrats and the uh, uh, liberal blue checks wanted to portray Tulsa as a disaster. It's vital it be a disaster because, of course, Joe Biden can't compete. Let's see Joe Biden get up there for two hours and rock the house. First of all, he couldn't fill a house. He couldn't even partially fill a house. Second of all, he certainly couldn't rock it. He's a crusty old weirdo, and no one wants to hear him. And the last thing they want to do is let that idiot out of his basement because God knows what he'd say. You know, all the things that Trump says that are supposedly like horrible and that are supposed to freak out the squares. Do, do you ever feel freaked out? Trump said illegal aliens commit crimes. I'm like, well, yeah, but that's supposed to freak me out. That's supposed to freak you out. With Biden, God knows what he's going to say. Maybe maybe he'll talk about corn pop again. Maybe he'll talk about his unique dating ideas, you know, not to put a finger on it. So Trump is getting out there and providing a hopeful, hopeful, positive law and order counterpoint. Trump has owned the law and order part of the spectrum. And it's really going to be hard for Joe Biden to come back there and reassure all the suburban moms, the whiny white wine women who are woke. Uh, yeah, I can protect you. See, that that's actually kind of what's supposed to be the idea of the deal. Right. You elect uh, Joe Biden. And he'll make all this trouble go away. Nice country you had there. Be a shame if anything happened to it. You'll want to vote for uh, Joe Biden and this will all go away. But they're not doing, see, they're not doing a very good job of selling that particular view. Why are they not doing that? Because the Democrats' cat's paw, the, le the violent left, which they kind of smirkingly support, they kind of wink and nod at, they think they control it, but they don't. The violent left is doing its own thing. It's being violent. It's killing each other, and it's making a terrible example. That's a problem for the Democrats. Democrats don't control the violent left. They're in league with them. They think they can ride this tiger, but this tiger's going to throw their ass off and, and, and sink, their, uh, sink its fangs into their groin to be colorful. So that's a problem for them. Now, Trump has another thing, and we've talked about this, but I want to I reemphasize it. The violence only happens, right? The, the, the 
statutes only get torn down and that sort of thing only happens in liberal areas right where liberals can provide top cover where they can control the cops and control the da so if there are arrests the kids get a uh, slap on the wrist and they're back out on the street with a lot more street cred because yeah i got busted but i'm back i'm back and ready for action and of course all charges always get dismissed this stuff doesn't happen in your suburb it happens in my suburb my cops kick his ass and guy probably get prosecuted well it's los angeles county i don't know if they get prosecuted my cops wouldn't like it that's one reason it doesn't happen in the in the suburbs the cops are more aggressive the da's are often more aggressive and of course the dems don't want it to happen in the suburbs because that scares the people they are trying to control the threat of you know if you don't elect biden these guys are going to come out of the cities and get you that threat goes away if they come out of the cities and come to get you then somebody's got to stop them and it ain't going to be liberals and the dems are going to get blamed because you can be uh, the wokest whitest whinest whiniest woman in the suburbs and if there are people burning cars in you know in front of your mcmansion your shit's conservative i don't care how liberal you are you know, you're the kind of person that comes to my house, knocks on a door, Kurt, can I borrow a gun? What's the gun What's the gun show loophole that lets me get a gun tomorrow? You know, <laughs> got some bad news for you, uh, uh, Ashley. Okay. So that's kind of, so it's kind of out of control for them, the Democrats. Democrats have this weapon, but it's independent-minded. It is not a guided missile. It's a unguided missile. And its interests vary from theirs because you know they're going to pull down all the statues in san francisco there aren't going to be any left you know they've taken down francis scott key you know famous slave guy and uh they're gonna it's gonna be a drag so they're gonna have to do something different what are they going to do that's different you know if they start threatening the suburbs that helps trump and trump's sitting back going liberal mayors you need to stop it if you ask me i'll give you support you know one of these outside you know you start coming to the suburbs, suburbs are going to go, Mr. President, Mr. President's going to go, ha, ha, ha. Okay, 82nd, come on into the suburbs. We've been invited. We've been asked. Now we'll do it. There's another weapon Trump has, and that's control of the Department of Justice. Like I said, the bad guys only go out where they have top cover, and that includes the prosecutors. Soros puts prosecutors in, pays a lot of money to prosecutors who will not prosecute criminals. The federal government is different. We now control that. And crossing state lines, using means of communications across state lines, like cell phones, to organize riots, that becomes a federal crime. Hey, dogs, get out of here. Get. Get. Don't make me turn Bill Barr on you. Yeah. Suddenly they've got the, 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 the feds can prosecute these guys so that's very very important and they're doing it if you if you you know watch the announcements they're starting to arrest these guys that's going to make a big difference because remember there's three kinds of people uh in the antifa there are the hardcore cadre the organizers they're the ones who actually get paid and uh they're they've got training and they're in control there are actual criminals and you look at a lot of these mugshots, and these guys are just scumbags I mean, if there were, you know, if there were, uh, you know, if it was the Hitler youth out there, these are the same guys that be in it. They don't care about the ideology. They just want to do violence and crime. They're petty criminals. And then there's kind of the um, 
upper middle class collegey kid who's uh, woke and this is an adventure. And it is one thing to get a $50 ticket. It is another to get a five-year stint in Leavenworth for crossing state lines to commit arson. It's a very, very, very big difference. And if you start taking them out, that hamstrings Antifa. Because, you know, if this guy, if they're thinking, you know, I'd love to riot, but if I get busted, I'm not going back to Princeton which is probably built on a legacy of slavery. See, that's called a callback. They're not going to play along. Now, they'll still sympathize, but they won't show up. At least not in the same numbers. So that's something. That is a power Trump can use. It's a power he is using. Uh, I think we need to use other powers, too. I think we need to wage war on the institutions that support these, particularly academia, which brings me back to cancel Yale. I would love to see one of our intrepid congressmen or senators go, yeah, you know, this is a great idea. I propose that no federal funding be allowed for any institution named after a participant in the uh, machinery of slavery and dare the Democrats to vote against it. Now, there are a lot of Republicans who would go, oh, you know, I, I have to, I'm going to vote against my alma mater. I, I forget where Ted Cruz went to Harvard or Yale, but he went to one of them and he'd have to, you know, He'd be voting to screw his own uh, legacy. But, you know, let's see where Democrats come out on. I think it's worth, I think it is worth having a vote on the Legacy of Slavery and Academia Act, where we cut off all aid for any institution or any student at any institution named for a major participant in slavery. What do you think? And again, I have to credit Jesse Kelly. Kills me to do it because he's a Marine. But I have to credit him for his brilliant cancel Yale hashtag. Anywho, we are almost out of time here on Unredacted, the Kurt Schlichter podcast. Now is the time when I pimp my new book, 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It's coming out in about two weeks. You need to be a part of this. You need to be with it. You need to be hip to it. You need to be down with it. Are you down with it? Go on, pre-order it. You know you're going to anyway, so just do it. Uh, by the way, the Audible, the talking book. The talking book's done by uh, my pal Tony Katz. So you know it'll be magnificent. And uh, check out my columns every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I think this week we'll be back uh, doing our video chat Thursday afternoon for you VIP Gold members with uh, Chris DeGaul and the great Larry O'Connor. So... Also, go get my novels because they're pretty much telling you exactly what's going on now, except they're novels. So that's the thing. All right. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of Unredacted, the Kurt Schlichter podcast for Town Hall VIP members. We'll be talking to you soon. Bye.